Thanks for tuning in to After Dark with Robin Andrew, which is available on America Out Loud's iHeartRadio channel, along with streaming on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, wherever you listen to your podcasts, please be sure to search for America Out Loud. In addition to that, we're available on AmericaOutloud.news, which has thousands of podcasts and articles updated daily, and we always appreciate it when you share those on social media. We've got a lot to talk about tonight. Uh, it's going to start off with the resident chief, Joe Biden, who's completely out of his league with what's going on around the world. Uh, you've actually got some of these mainstream media outlets saying, oh, could you imagine if Donald Trump was president right now? It's like, yes, I could imagine it. We probably wouldn't have a war going on in Europe with Ukraine and Russia. We wouldn't have um, Iran get $6 billion to fund Hamas to attack Israel, so we wouldn't have war in the Middle East. Uh, gas probably wouldn't be $4 a gallon around the country. Um, there's a lot of things that would be different if Donald Trump were president. So uh, I could imagine Donald Trump being president right now. A lot of things would be different. Certainly uh, when he takes back over in 2024, he's going to have his work cut out for him to fix these problems that Biden and his administration are responsible for. Uh, Before we really crack down into it, Rob, how are you doing tonight? Andrew, I'm doing great. Like you said, there's a lot that's going on in the news. We finally have a speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, 51-year-old representative from Louisiana. After, what was it, like three weeks, and I think we were first to report on this, that things would not stop in Washington. This is another scare tactic. I know that there were a lot of growing pains as we worked through or as Congress worked through the process of electing or finding a new House speaker after Kevin McCarthy's seat was vacated, thanks to Matt Gates. Now, I know Matt Gates has received a lot of criticism, people saying that he and the other eight that voted to get rid of Matt, uh, to get rid of Kevin McCarthy didn't have a backup plan as to who would be in the seat, but we have someone. And I think that he is a good pick. He's a constitutionalist. And for those individuals out there that are saying that, well, we didn't even know who he was. Who is he? I wouldn't be able to pick him out. Well, I question your political uh, astuteness because I've been following this man for some time. He was one of the speakers during the Trump impeachment trials, and he made a lot of valid points. And even before then, he has been one of the most vocal opponents of Democrats speaking out against transgender, speaking out against the weaponization of our Department of Justice, going after the Homeland Security Secretary Mallorca. So for those of you who weren't in tuned or knew anything about him, I mean, you're too busy following the party establishments, the folks that you feel, well, they can raise money. That's something that people are saying about him. Can he raise money? Can he raise money? We need to get away from that. Yes, we know that raising money is important. But that's not the only thing. It is not the only thing. Then I heard some people say, well, he's not experienced enough and he's too young. We need some of the old heads, right? Some of the old establishments who are nothing but cronies, rhinos. Time will tell how he will play in this role. But right now, 100% behind him. And he got all of the Republicans to vote for. 
Now, some were saying that Kevin McCarthy was up to his usual tricks with putting up different names, knowing that he was going to talk to the other rep- Democrat, not Democrat, but Republican representatives to not support them. Then I guess he finally got tired of it. Doesn't matter. We have someone now. And now we can get back to investigating Joseph Robinette Biden, whom we just found out, very little news coverage because of everything that was going on with the war in Israel. And of course, not having to speak of the House. But even if that wasn't happening, the media wouldn't cover the fact that Joe Biden paid for his beachfront property with all cash shortly after, I think, a meeting with China. And if any of you are saying, well, that's a far stretch, why are you tying that to China? Well, they tied far less to Trump, and they talked about it, reported on it. Here, we know that there was a check that Biden got. His name is on it. And shortly after receiving the money, he went and got a beachfront property on a senator's salary. How did he get it? We're also finding out that the FBI have had like 40 agents embedded in the Biden's family interacting, going on is what they're doing. And that many of them had tried to raise issues so that they would investigate the Biden family even more. And this goes back 15 years when Biden was a senator, then vice president, and now eventually the resident. Nothing. The media doesn't want to touch it. The same way the media does not want to touch the fact that Israel is being slaughtered. Our ally. Well, why are we there? We, we should let them fight their own war. But they are our ally. I don't want us to get involved, but if you attack our ally such that they can't defend themselves, we have to answer the call. That's the reason we have an ally. Israel in a region but surrounded by Arabs, Muslims. So we're supposed to just sit back and let it happen? Meanwhile, you have Ukraine in the heart of Europe, and they're sitting back and doing nothing while we're funding this war. People don't know much about this because they don't know history. They don't know what an ally is. They don't know that Israel is our ally, and vice versa. And then, Andrew, we have people out protesting. Israel should stop. They should practice restraint. What about telling Hamas, why did you make such a foolish decision to attack a country that you know can wipe you off the face of the earth? Why would you do that? I don't hear anyone asking that question of Hamas. Yeah, they were smiling and celebrating and Life was great just a few weeks ago, but now they've got a much different demeanor now that Israel started defending itself. Now they want Israel to practice restraint. Now they want Israel to stop. Now they're saying Israel is killing innocent Palestinians. Okay, what about Hamas using innocent Palestinians as shields, babies as shields, hospitals, homes? Doesn't that count for anything? Doesn't someone want to talk about it? And then, Andrew, I saw on fake news CNN, because, you know, they're all trying to rush to Israel to cover this. And one of the uh, fake commentators was saying, oh, well, you know, Hamas, they're treating the, the captives with such care. They had shampoo. They said the word shampoo, I think, over probably 100 times in a minute. They had shampoo. And we also got to admit, they have other products. And let's just admit it. Feminine products like tampons for the women. And they fed slaves food. Doesn't mean they didn't beat the hell out of them. But this is fake news CNN trying to take up for Hamas. 
what is the end game? Do you guys want Israel wiped off the earth also? Now, there are some people who would say that. Yeah, we want them off because they're nothing but trouble. They're giving us trouble. They, they, they've done this. They have their hands in this and they're money greeters and they're hoarders and they're this. And th I mean, everything that you heard before. Now, let's just, let's just put this out there. Maybe there are some Jews that are like that. But to say that they're all like that, just like you got some bad black people, bad white people, Italians. But we're looking at a group that wants to exterminate the existence of a group of people. And we're supposed to look the other way. We're supposed to tell them to stand down when their very existence is in question. And we know that this administration doesn't have the heart to call it out. Joe Biden's busy walking on the beach with Jill Biden. We finally found Jill. They're walking on the beach. He gave a presser the other day, lasted all of uh, 15 minutes. She didn't even, he didn't even have to do it. He could have just put out talking points. This man is so unfit to be in office. He is so unfit. I don't care how many times people say that Donald Trump was unfit. Joe Biden is truly, Andrew, unfit to be in office. But let's just be honest. This man should not be in the highest office of the land. He has one leg in the grave and another leg on a banana peel, a foot on a banana peel. I mean, I don't mean any harm, but it's true. He has aged dramatically. This job does age. I don't know what it did to Trump. It looked like it made him more young. It made him younger. But Biden? I, I, folks, America is sleepwalking into a nightmare with Biden at the helm. This man is unfit to serve. He has compromised his entire family. It's like a rogue family, a criminal cabal. American soldiers have been attacked 90 times since Biden has been in office. And how many times did we respond? Four times. Since the war has started in Israel, 20-plus U.S. soldiers have been attacked, 24 injured. And how has the U.S. responded? We haven't. Oh, well, no, I take that back, Andrew. We've responded by saying we'll give Israel, I mean, uh, Iran more money. We're trying to work out a deal for them to have nuclear weapons. You want this country to have nuclear weapons, this country that's funding Hamas and Hezbollah? And let's just be honest. If we really want to end this right now, Israel should just lob a couple of bombs over to Qatar. That's where the chiefs of uh, Hamas is living right now. Get an assassinated, go in and assassinate the guy. And I know some of you are like, oh my God, how harsh. In war, people die. You go to war to kill. It's unfortunate that Hamas is using Palestinians and some of the 224 hostages as shields. But to save the life of thousands, I hate to say it, Andrew, that 200 got to go. I don't mean to be so glib and so cap, but let's just look at this. Because the longer Israel holds off on going into Gaza, the ground game, it gives Hamas the ability to regroup. Iran can send the money. Iran is negotiating with the U.S., with our State Department, which is completely corrupt, with this guy, I mentioned his name, Bob Malley who has since been, I've heard, Andrew, they've taken away his security clearance, but he's still on the payroll. 
Bob Malley, the guy, Robert Malley, who had classified documents, they found out about it shortly after Israel was attacked by Hamas. And there are some more individuals in the State Department that work with him that are also Hamas sympathizers. And I've already mentioned this guy, I think it's Jack Lou, who's supposed to be the, they're trying to make him the ambassador for Israel. I don't know why, because the guy is also a, a, a Iranian sympathizer. Iranian and I think Hamas sympathizer. We are sleepwalking into this nightmare. And this is just right up the alley of Democrats to drag us into another war, protracted war. This would not have happened if Trump were in office. It would not have happened. I will say it again. It would not have happened. We would not be living this nightmare. We would not have men walking around saying that they're women and demanding that we call them women. You don't see women walking around saying, I'm a man. You better call me a man. But you have men demanding that we call them women. And then you have these foolish judges that are going along with it. I said before, we've lost the culture war. That's not a good thing. Because once the culture falls, all your belief systems fall. The country falls. And we have no one to blame but ourselves. And with everything that's going on, Andrew, everything that's going on that's happening, do you think that the Jewish population, the Jewish people, will vote Democrat or vote Republican? Well, we know we know black people, most black people will just still go and vote for black, vote for Democrats, despite all the empty promises that they put at their feet. They'll continue to vote for them. Because the Democrats will say, oh, they're racist if you don't vote for us. And the biggest racists, the biggest anti-Semites are Democrats. When a person shows you who they are, believe them. They're not lying about it. But what they know is that you're going to come keep supporting them. Constantly supporting them. No matter what they do. The college campuses, look at the protest. Supporting Hamas. Even university presidents or uh, instructors, Andrew, of Ivy League schools, look at what they're turning out, a bunch of anti-Semites. And the four years Trump was in office, they constantly said that he was a racist and an anti-Semite. And now you have the same people who said it, Andrew, out in the streets protesting, saying to get Israel out. We don't care about Israel. They've been lying about what's happening. Like... These people have been killed. They're being slaughtered. I don't care if you don't like them, but this is another human being. We want them to exterminate a group of people? Someone sent me a text saying, this is not our war. Right, it's not. And we're, we haven't joined it, but we're watching. And if we see that our ally cannot defend itself, we have to answer the call, unlike Ukraine. Ukraine is not our ally. If anything, Ukraine is a liability. And then you got this knucklehead Zelensky still asking for money. And why haven't we seen any more pictures? Why isn't, why or why aren't we hearing any more about this war? Where are the troops? What's happening? Why haven't we heard anything, but we still, we're still sending the money? And where are all the people? Did they escape? We're being lied to. We're being lied to. We're told that the actual war in Israel, the extermination of people, is not happening. But in Ukraine, we don't see what's going on, but we're still sending, writing them checks for billions of dollars. Biden trying to tie their fate, Israel's fate, to Ukraine. A war that, for all intents and purposes, is over. 
Putin just needs to go in and just raise the uh, the Russian flag. But people, if they don't see it, they're okay with us giving sending money out. It's it's hard to rationalize when you see this, Andrew, to think that in 2023, America, that great beacon on a hill, has fallen down so far with all these radicals. It's almost as if though they were waiting for the opportunity to come to expose themselves. And lo and behold, Andrew, they have pulled back the curtains, taken out the sheets, and now we see who they are. The Democrat Progressive Party is a bunch of racist, bigoted, anti-Semites. Can't put it any other way, Andrew. Yeah, you really hit it, Rob. You guys are tuned into After Dark with Rob and Andrew, which is available on America Out Loud's iHeartRadio channel, along with streaming on AmericaOutloud.news. We'll be back with more After Dark with Rob and Andrew. How can you improve your odds of staying healthy? The answer is stay healthy with Cofix RX. Who's got time for a cold, strep, a flu, HRV, RSV, or COVID anyhow? Cofix has some great news. Besides being featured as a top five product in the drugstore news, we completed the protocol that you've heard Dr. McCullough talk about. Cofix RX is already famous for a powerful virus-hostile nasal solution, and now we have a throat spray too. Crush those nasty germs before they become a problem. With known antiviral support ingredients like povidone iodine, xylitol, and vitamin D3, you can feel a little safer. For a limited time, when you add the new Cofix RX throat spray to your order, you'll receive 25% off the entire purchase. Just click the Cofix RX banner on the America Out Loud website or store. Be sure to use promo code OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Don't forget, OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Spike proteins help viruses enter into your cells, disrupting your health and your well-being. Global Healing's Foreign Protein Cleanse detoxes your body of spike proteins, which allows your body to repair from within, supporting your immune and respiratory systems, and regulating your inflammatory response. Formulated by Dr. Edward Group and by Dr. Brian Artis, Foreign Protein Cleanse targets and detoxes spike proteins in the body. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get 15% off using the code OUTLOUD. Global Healing giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. We're back here on After Dark with Rob and Andrew, just continuing our discussion tonight. Uh, we've talked about a couple of weeks ago, uh, radical Democrat Jamal Bowman pulling the fire alarm. We said he should have been arrested that day. He should be treated like the January Sixers. Instead, we saw him being treated with kid gloves on. Uh, he's finally been charged with falsely pulling a fire alarm Wednesday afternoon, and uh, his arraignment was scheduled for this morning. Uh, we all know he's probably going to get away with this. It's just a slap on the wrist, not the kind of charges we're hoping for. Uh, the real charge that he should have had was interrupting an official proceeding, which is what a lot of the January 6th protesters have been charged with. Um this guy is something else. He's pro-Palestine, just like the rest of the squad. 
uh, anti-Israel, what it comes down to is their distaste and disdain for Jews. Uh, Rob, what are your thoughts on Bowman being charged? Is this uh, good enough for you? It's not for me. Absolutely not. It's not good enough. He's only been charged with a misdemeanor, one account. He should have been in charge with insurrection. He should have been charged with trying to disrupt an official proceeding, as many on Jan 6 were charged with. But of course, he won't be charged because he's a black man, a black progressive. And the Democrats want to show that black men are always being oppressed. So they don't want to hold them to the same standard as if though to so say also black people are so stupid and dumb to do the right thing. That's all they're saying. Too stupid and dumb. Look at what we saw happening the same day uh, yesterday. Those two boys who were charged with running down a police officer, a retired police officer, sitting in court laughing, making jokes, giving the family the middle finger. Both minorities, one was Hispanic, one was a black guy, one was 18, one is 16. Well, they're going to be charged as adults, and they should be. Of course, they pleaded not guilty. Punks. I, worse than punks. And then we heard the other night the, this white man going around shooting people up in Maine. Now, the media will definitely play that up. They're not, they won't play up Bowman as much, but they're going to definitely play up the scary white man shooting up people in Maine. You better lock your doors because he's coming after black people. Now, I'll, I, I, let me just put that into context. If he shot blacks, they'll play it up. If he shot white people, they don't care about that. Let's move on to the next order of business. The same thing that's happening in Israel. The exact same thing. Oh, Hamas, they're treating the they're treating the hostages with such 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 care. But wait until Hamas comes here on our soil and they start killing people and pillaging people. Blame the Democrats. Blame them. Because they're okay with this happening. Remember, you have AOC uh, saying that let them come here, we can take in some Palestinians. No, we can't. We can barely take care of the illegals that are here now. We're busting at the seams. Eric Adams said the other day that New York, that he's never seen a crisis like this that he could not solve. Not that he could have solved anything in the first place. Okay, <laughs> let's just be honest. When I heard that, I'm like, uh, buddy, you're, doing a, you're, you're already off to the races within a bad start. I mean, you're just there as a mayor, as a diversity hire, so that they can say, oh, we had our second black mayor, Eric Adams. But what did he do? Just like David Dinkins. David Dinkins was a lovely man, smart man. But he was ineffective as mayor. He was horrible as mayor. Horrible. And you look around you at so many other black cities, not black cities, but major cities with black mayors at the top. They're horrible. Look at D.C. Mural Browser. D.C. Is, a is in complete chaos. The murder rate has increased. But she has the bragging right of saying that she was the first black lesbian mayor of D.C. What is that going to get you? You didn't do anything of significance. Of course, they'll have the liberal writers to rewrite her story and say, oh, well, she did this. She didn't do a damn thing but bring up more violence and increase the homicide rate and in the black community. Look at Mira Lightfoot, Lurie Lightfoot, the same thing in Chicago. Everyone wanted her to, oh, we want her, we want a woman, we want a woman, we don't want a white person, because they had just had Rahm Emanuel as a mayor. And Chicago's predominantly, uh, well, not predominantly, but I think it's like probably 40% black, 60% white. So they had to have a black mayor. They got Lori Lightfoot, who, and she's not Indian. I know it sounds like an Indian name, but she's not Indian. She's black. 
And what does she do? Oh, she's also a lesbian. What does she do? She did nothing but cause more division, more strife, more black people died, and she's yet to be held accountable. Barack Obama, the, the first black president, and possibly the first gay president who has man fantasies, never held her accountable. Now you have another black mayor, Brandon Johnson, the exact same thing, not being held accountable. The suicide rate, the homicide rate, rather, in Chicago, the black community, is at an all-time high. Look at Bree London. Look at the mayor of New Orleans. And just the list goes on and on and on. No accountability. No one's going to hold these people accountable. But they know how to use the word racism to galvanize a black vote, to galvanize Jewish vote. When they tell Jews, oh, there's a lot of anti-Semites out there. Only to find out that the person who's calling it out is the actual culprit. The people that are telling black people that there's racism, they're the actual culprits, the purveyors of racism. They're the one who hold the jobs. Got into a disagreement with someone the other day, Andrew, on, uh, I think it was Instagram. And they were talking about black models and how there weren't a lot of black models. And they mentioned Naomi Campbell. And I said, well, look at who controls the industry. And they got quiet. I'm like, the people that control the industry are white liberals. Oh, no, no, no. You look at the corporations, the main corporations, and they're white men. I knew that was going to come up. I'm like, but fashion, the fashion industry, the designers, most, mostly gay men, and they're picking these thinny, skinny, waif-looking white women to run, walk the runway. Oh, they didn't want to have it. They had to. No, no, it's not that. No, it's the, it's the Republicans. They're the ones who control all this. No, Republicans gave up on it. They walked away. Because if Republicans were in the fashion industry, people would have clothes on. I mean, it's shameful to see. I was looking at uh, a timeline of events, Andrew. And I don't know if you ever noticed this. But you see the way we dress now compared to how we dressed 10 years ago, even 20 years ago, the 90s and the 80s? Yes, unfortunately. People had on clothes. And now <laughs> they barely wear clothes. I look at some of the women and now of course they'll say, my body, my choice, don't talk. I'm like, but why would you want to go out exposed that way? Everything is hanging out. There's no shame. No modesty. There's a guy on Instagram and Facebook. I see him right now. I can't think of his name. He's a black guy. And he tells it like it is. I mean, he's been all into the scene with uh, transgenders and saying it's a big lie because there are only two genders. And he was asking this one woman about she was bragging that she like went out and slept with all these men. And she said, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And people are always talking about me because I'm my body count. And she said, well, what's wrong with it? He said, because you're, it makes you a slut. And she goes, what do you mean? He said, it makes you a slut. You're just sleeping around. And she goes, well, but if you're doing the same thing, what does it make you? And he responded, a slut maker. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse Lee Peterson. Yeah, that's you. it. That's it. Have you seen this guy, Andrew? Yeah, <laughs> yes, he's hilarious. He is hilarious. And the, he's just so calm. He was like, a slut maker. And she, <laughs> I almost fell out of my seat. I thought, wow. 
it makes him a slot maker, but he's being truthful. But you just look at how our society has just changed and fallen down. I just, it's, it's really scary at times when you think about it, when you look at it. It is extremely scary. And you look at our school systems, they're not teaching our kids anything. But the they kids know all about social and emotional learning. They don't know how to write like my, my nine-year-old, 10-year-old son and uh, 10-year-old nephew. I look at their writing. And I, I, it's atrocious in my opinion. I, have, I pride myself in my penmanship because when I was in school, they made certain this is how you form the letters. And so I was talking to the teachers and I said, you know, the writing, I'm like, I can read it. I'm like, but it's horrible. And I said, and even the spelling, when I was in school, they had like a spelling test and they said, oh, no, we don't do that anymore. I said, what? She said, no. She said, because now in today's society, everything is on computers. And she said, we even have computers in the classroom so the kids can, you know, type. They don't teach typing anymore. Kids are just pecking away. You know, that's fine. That's what you want to peck. I took typing classes and, you know, to get it right. So I'm like, okay, but what about the spelling? She said, no. She said, because as long as they can understand it, they know what they're writing. So I was asking my, my sister, who's a counselor, and she said, yeah, that's, that's what they do now. And I thought, oh, my gosh, we're turning out a bunch of misfits. Kids can't spell. Kids can't write. But they know all there is to know about social and emotional learning, about gays in the military, gays and transgenders, and you can cross-dress, you can do this. And I'm thinking, this is so wrong. But what would you expect when you have the man in the White House who is cognitively challenged, cognitively challenged, and the media is telling us that he is the smartest man out there. His entire family is nothing but a den of thieves. And Andrew, did you hear the latest about Joe's brother? I think it's his youngest brother, Francis. Uh, Francis apparently, so he says, he claims that someone hacked his phone. This is the first brother. And they hacked his phone and took one of the new pictures of him and put it on a gay fan site. Now, I think he's 69 years old and he's probably taking testosterone because he's, he, his body looks similar to uh, Robert F. Kennedy. You know, the middle-aged men, very middle-aged men, and they're like these like jacked bodies just like Jeff Bezos. So they're taking testosterone. You can tell they never worked out a day in their life and now they're taking testosterone. They think they're like the, the hottest thing out there. But he claimed that this is what happened. I'm thinking, oh my God, here we go again. No, no one hacked your phone. No one wanted to see your old behind. Okay, you took the picture of yourself naked and you put it on one of those gay sites. Plain and simple, just admit it. That's not to say that you're gay. Maybe you want to see if somebody's going to find you attractive. I don't know, but you did it. And you would think the FBI would say, wait a minute, this is the first song. We need to look and see who's hacking his stuff. Not a word. Not a word. But if it involved Trump, they would give you 100 or 1,000 FBI agents, the ones that are crooked, to investigate so they can make stuff up. But when it comes to the Bidens, nothing. We are sleepwalking. And this is a nightmare. I want to wake up from this nightmare. 
I don't like this nightmare. And they want us to believe the unbelievable that Joe is the best there is, and we all know that Joe isn't. But we can't say anything. And if we do, no one's going to do anything about it. It's just going to fall on deaf ears. That's scary. How did this country fall? And then you have some of our leaders, like Hillary Clinton. Did you see Hillary Clinton get into it with an, uh, an activist the other day? I think it was Columbia University. Yes. We're challenging her. I mean, she got downright indignant. Like, wow. This is a woman, and she's aged drastically. Oh, my God, has she aged? Who wanted to be the president of the United States. And knowing what we know about her, it would have been another corrupt person in office. I mean, think about it, Andrew. Donald Trump, not corrupt. They've made up this entire, all these lies and schemes and saying he did this, he did that. You have Letitia James trying to find him $250 million. We're going through this farce of a trial with a judge who's completely compromised, who used to be a taxi cab driver. With this wild hair, you know who he looks like, Judge Aragon? He looks like Andrew. I don't know if you saw the movie. Uh, what is it? Back to the Future. Did you ever see Back to the Future? <laughs> Many times. I, you, you know what? I've never saw. I've never seen it straight through. Never, wow. never been a fan of Michael J. Fox. I heard that it was a good movie, but I've never been able just to sit through that entire movie. Maybe if there's nothing for me to do, I'm sick. I might watch it. I might find it's good. But anyway. The point I wanted to make is that there's a professor in there. I think it's his, his dad. That's who the judge, Trump's judge, looks like. Okay. Uh, he, he's not a smart man. He, I'm sure he passed the bar, and people say, oh, he's smart, he passed the bar. No, you can get up late, and you can study, and you can pass the bar. And then he ran for office unopposed, and he got the position. And he, he just uh, fined Trump, because he said that – fined him $10,000, because he said that he uh, – uh, when I guess the gag order. So I'm watching all this. And I'm like, where, where's justice? Who's going to hold these people accountable? Normally, it would be the media that would come out and hold them accountable and say, this can't be happening. If we had an honest media, Andrew, this case would have never been brought to trial. Neither would they have cases in any of the other states. But they're doing it because the media is complicit. The media wants to stop Trump. They don't want the people to stop him because they don't trust the voters. So they want to elect a president. You look at Joe Biden, you would think that his ratings would be like at 10. But I guess you got the 60% of the black vote or 90% of the black vote that's holding him up. Despite everything that we're hearing about this man. And you want to talk about white privilege. Joe Biden and his family, they have white privilege. And the media talks about it all the, all the time. They've defined it. They've showed you, shown you the characteristics. You're white. You're a man. You have these jobs. You think you're above the law. 
<laughs> you look in a dictionary, Andrew, in their dictionary, you would see the Biden family. All these sweetheart deals, they've managed to corrupt the Department of Justice and the FBI because the FBI reports to the Department of Justice. And in this case, it's Merrick Garland and Christopher Wray. But no one is calling it out. Black people aren't calling it out. But you will see them in hardcore saying, we don't like Trump, he's a racist. And when you ask, yeah, but what did he do that makes him a racist? And you do realize that he... That rappers, if you listen to rap music from the 80s, the not just the 80s, but the early 2000s, they all rapped about Trump wanting to be like Trump. So how is he a racist? They can't tell you. We are sleepwalking, Andrew, and it is time to wake up. Yeah, very well said, Rob. Got a great product for you guys. If you're looking for better sleep, focus, and energy, check out Healthy Cell, the leading innovator of nutritional supplements for cell health. Rob and I did. We're so happy we tried Healthy Cell. Healthy Cell vitamins work at the cellular level to boost immune health, sleep better, focus deeper, and stay younger longer. You can absorb a healthier lifestyle with Healthy Cell's pill-free vitamins. You can go to HealthyCell.com, check out the great products, and save with the promo code OUTLOUD. You can also go to AmericaOutloud.shop. And click the link from Healthy Cell from there. We'll be back with more After Dark with Robin Andrew. We are the pulse and voice of everyday American thought. AmericaOutloud.news, delivering a message of truth, inspiration, and hope to the world. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. Join us in the fight for liberty and justice for all. America Out Loud Talk Radio. These days, every time you turn on the news, it seems like there's a new threat to your health. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Advanced Nutrition Company, Healthy Cell, created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top and shoot it down, or mix it in water. Boost your immunity. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. The pandemic may be over for some. But millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. You've heard Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company discuss the harmful effects of spike protein in your body. And now they found the solution. The miracle enzyme natokinase. Their spike support formula contains natokinase the most compelling and scientifically supported approach to safely clear spike protein out of the body. 
What's more, spike support is optimized with other all-natural, non-GMO ingredients, like dandelion root, to help prevent spike protein from binding to your cells. Everyone should take daily spike support so you can feel your best. America Out Loud listeners can go to outloudcare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. We're back here on After Dark with Rob and Andrew. And you know what, Rob, before the show's over with, we've got to talk about uh, Jenna Ellis' latest plea deal in Georgia. She, of course, smiled during her mugshot. People thought that was just great. That Like, ha-ha, I'm going to show them. And then we saw her with a different tone earlier this week when she took the sweetheart plea deal. Uh, as we know, she will just throw President Trump under the bus, but she was just up there crying, saying she wishes that she never would have represented President Trump. Of course, she loved the fame and fortune it brought her when she was representing him, but now that she was charged criminally, uh, she's changed tune and totally thrown President Trump under the bus. The same woman raised hundreds of thousands of dollars in her defense fund just for her to uh, take a plea deal. I really doubt that she spent that much money. I doubt she'll be sending anyone a refund. And it's just shameful behavior, Rob. And then this woman goes on social media and tweets like nothing happened. I mean, I would be so embarrassed to show my face. But here you've got her uh, turncoat and uh, basically gloating about it afterwards. It's just shameful, is it not? It is shameful. And some people are thinking that this is the the nail in the coffin to Trump because, you know, not only did she, but prior to that, you had Sidney Powell. You had another attorney, Chesabro. And you also have, uh, gosh, the chief of staff, what was his name? Andrew, who just uh, pleaded, who took a plea deal also, Meadows. Mark Meadows took a plea deal. Yeah, Mark Meadows. And everyone is now saying, oh, this is bad. This is bad for Trump. And, oh, the walls are closing in. This is a bombshell. This is the big bomb. Oh, my. And remember, folks, me- the media has been saying this and talking this up for quite some time. And I point to you, Mike Flynn. When Mike Flynn said that he would testify, agreed to work with the prosecutors. And they said, this will be it. This is going to be Trump's. This, this just seals the deal. And it did it. And I will say the same thing in this case. Sidney Powell, since she's pleaded, she has come out and she's still saying that there was some malfeasance that took place during the election. Now, some of you will say, but why is she saying that? And she pleaded to a lesser crime, a misdemeanor. Well, you got to think of this. This is people don't understand the law. So they go with what the media tells them. They said that Mike Flynn was going to turn on Trump. Mike Flynn did absolutely nothing. How can he turn on Trump if there was nothing to be said? Before uh, Mark Meadows pleaded guilty, Trump had come out and said, well, I don't think uh, he's going to plead guilty. Anyone who pleads guilty or take a deal, they're just weak. They're weakling. And I don't think that Mark, uh, Mark Meadows is a weakling. So he decided to take a deal. And uh, for the I think it's the the insurrection and I think something else with that uh, Jack Smith the failed attorney, weird-looking attorney, come up with. So let me put this all into context for you guys. Okay, and I said this before, using uh, Mike Flynn as a standard bearer. 
Mike Flynn had did absolutely nothing wrong, but Barack Obama did not like him. He did not like him because Barack, because Mike Flynn said that Barack does not know what he's doing. He does not understand the inner workings of the military. So they did all they could to take him out. They didn't want him to be Trump's uh, national security advisor. So again, they lied and cheated and did everything. So they put him into investigations saying he did this, he did that, and he was there for God knows how long. I mean, just he had to mortgage his house. I mean, just going through all the savings. So it got to the point, he just said, look, I will cop a plea to stop the bleeding. And see, this is horrible because when you have the government with endless resources, endless resources mean our taxpayer dollars that we're putting into it, they can come after you and can destroy you. So he said, I will go ahead and just cop a plea. So he did. And the media, oh, he's going to testify against Trump. He didn't because there was nothing to tell. Fast forward to Sidney Powell. Sidney Powell was not Trump's attorney. And when you really look at the story, she did come out and she said a lot of things. She came out with, we're going to release the crack and we're going to do this. Okay, but a closer observation, when you start looking at different news outlets and looking to see what happened, you'll find out that she and Rudy Giuliani didn't get along and that she managed to attach herself to this, to all of this. But Trump, when she started telling Trump, these, making up all this stuff, well, I'm going to release the Kraken and this has happened. You notice Trump was never seen with her. So Trump reached out to Giuliani, apparently, and said, what is this latest problem? And he said, uh, she's kind of loony. She's a good attorney, but she's kind of loony. There's no bearings to what she's saying. Okay, but she managed to attach her wagon to it and because she felt that she could provide some type of insight. But she was Mike Flynn's attorney. Okay, now let's look at Chesabro who did the same thing. He pleaded to a lesser charge of misdemeanor, an attorney. The same thing. He said, I want to stop the bleeding. Just give me a deal. I'll stop the bleeding. Will you testify? I'll testify. Yeah, but he doesn't know anything. (laughs) But by saying he'll testify, the media can run with that and create something and say, oh, well, he's going to testify this. No, he's not. He doesn't know anything. Jenna Ellis, the exact same thing. I never cared for Jenna Ellis. I remember the press conferences that she was on with Rudy Giuliani. I found her to be really mousy, really squeaky. And the only thing she said is what people told her. There was malfeasance that took place. People were counting votes that should have been counting votes. They were adding votes. So she went with that. And she mentioned that to the president. Now, once she found out, she probably said, well, I can't prove it, Mr. President. So I don't think it happened. Okay, well, that's fine. That doesn't mean that he's not going to think that it didn't happen. He's entitled to think that, yeah, no, there was malfeasance. And that's the reason why he still says that. But just imagine if people were to say, no, okay, there wasn't. Then they'll say, oh, see that we got you. We, you lied. And that's what these investigators would do, especially the FBI. So although they're saying that Mark Meadows said that he told the president, Mr. President, it's over. There's no way you can win. There's nothing here. And Donald Trump still felt that he won based upon everything that he was hearing. Oh, I just remember Mike Meadows. He he had called the Secretary of State in Georgia, and was saying, "Hey, you guys, you need to look at this. You, there were there's more than one. You guys said there were only two dead people that voted. I think there's more than that." And he said this to Raffsenberger, and this is all on tape. So we got it on tape. We got Trump talking the same thing on tape. So how did it become a crime? There is no crime here. It only became a crime when they decided to say it was a crime, knowing that the American people 
who hate Trump weren't going to look through this, nor that the American people, who've probably been set up and gone through the same things, going to forget about it and say, oh, no, he did something wrong because the media doesn't like him. And see, that's where the right-wing media need to come in. I think we do a good job of it, Andrew. But they need to come in and start going after the liberal media because the liberal media goes after them all the time and say that they're fake news. If the right-wing media were to go after them and start to break their stories apart step by step, I think we would see a huge shift. But see, no one is challenging them. We're challenging them. But no one else is doing it. You look at Jake Tapper, who's in Israel, and he was reporting from Israel, and then he had to do a had to stop his story because there was a break-in that they had nominated a House Speaker, Mike Johnson, and he goes, Oh my God, here we go again. Republicans finally getting their stuff together. Now imagine had someone on the right said that. He's supposed to be a journalist. We don't need his commentary. Someone called out to me the other day that Anderson Cooper was on TV crying after hearing the stories of the brutality that was taking place with the Israelis. I'm like, don't let that fool you. Because more than likely, he was crying, having fake tears for the Palestinians because of what Hamas was doing. See, I don't trust any of these people because I know that they're prone liars. So when I look at these people that are pleading, you know, making these deals, I'm like, okay, and there's nothing here. Let's wait and see what happens. Now, I just dispelled everything that the media is telling you, oh, yeah, he's going to come out. He's going to testify against Trump. Okay, so Mark Meadows comes out and he says, I did tell the president, Donald Trump, that from what I could see, he's lost. There's nothing here. And then the president said to me, oh, so you really think I lost? And he said, yeah, you lost. And I said to him, no. The president said to me, no, I, I, I won this race. The same thing with Kevin McCarthy. They had said that Trump called Kevin McCarthy and said the people that are at the White House protesting, they seem to be more angry than you are. Okay, that's just a statement. It doesn't mean that he was trying to do an insurrection. Look at Hillary Clinton. Look at Jamie Raskin stood up on the House floor and said that he wanted to challenge the certification of votes for Donald Trump. Maxine Waters did the same thing and so many others. But it's okay when they do it, but when the right does it, it's, oh, it's all it wants to say, insurrection. And not only that, Andrew, the ACLU, the anti the no, the ADL, the Anti-Defamation League, the guy, he's Jewish, he, they're now coming out and they're saying, I think it was the ACLU, they're saying that this judge, Chutkin, Tanya Chutkin, who put a temporary gag on Trump, that that's unconstitutional. I'm like, what? Because they hate Trump. So now they're admitting that what she's doing is unconstitutional? Wow. This is unbelievable. But this is what happens when you're in, living in a nightmare, <laughs> which is what we're living in, a nightmare. And we need to wake up and fast because we've lost the culture war and we're about to you lose the essence of what make us Americans by letting in so many illegals, by creating our own world, defining our own word, saying that men can be women, and we know that they can't because they have a penis between their legs, even if they chop it off. Oh, and Andrew, did you hear about Bud, uh, Bud Weiser, Bud Light? They're now teaming up with, what is the guy's name, Dana? He's over the UFC, uh, UFC uh, boxing. They're teaming up with him 
they bought a six-year deal. Dana Wright, that's his name. A six-year deal to sponsor UFC fights. Wonder why that is. Well, I'll tell you why. Because they failed with Dylan Mulvaney. They allowed some little skinny liberal white girl to come up with some plan that, oh, we're going to be inclusive. We're not about fratty boys. We're about trans. Having Dylan Mulvaney to sell Bud Light. And it failed completely. Their market share is down in the dumps. Modelo is now the top beer that's being sold. So they decided to work out a deal with Dana Wright because Dana Wright has the image of being Mr. Tough Guy with all the UFC fighters to see if they can revamp themselves. Because they've tried it a number of times after the whole Dylan Mulvaney failure, and it didn't work. Now, I heard someone say, and it might work this time, but they need to come out and apologize to beer drinkers. They need to come out and say, we made a mistake trying to sell Dylan Mulvaney. And the only thing they were trying to do was probably some trans person who's up, up in the upper ranks. And they'd probably say, oh, let's sell this trans man because we want men to like trans women or trans men. That's what happened. And it failed. It failed. It collapsed gloriously. And so many others will collapse. But you see, this is what happened. This is, this is what's happening in our society. And we have no one to explain it because the right-wing media won't go after the left, but the left will go after the right. So we've lost our voices. And we have these knuckleheads that are putting anything and everything out there for us to consume. And it just doesn't make any sense. I mean, just going back to these judges who are agreeing that men can be women, and if you don't address them as such, they'll, they'll, I was going to say, they'll censor you, they'll censor you, they'll pretty much destroy, try to destroy your lives. But fast forward to what we were talking about when we opened up. Look at what's happening now. We predict this. Everything was shut down and now it's opened. And look at the disintegration of our society. Look at the people that are protesting and supporting Hamas, supporting wrong, protesting that right can't be right, and the Jewish people should just lay down and be destroyed. They should allow Hamas kill them. They should allow that. There's nothing wrong with that. They should just lay down and be destroyed. Don't fight. <laughs> and that's in essence, Andrew, what they're saying. Don't fight it. Let it happen. Don't resist. Oh, and by the way, they're calling the Hamas the resistance as opposed to calling them terrorists. The same way they said the Soleimani, the guy that Trump killed, the top Iranian butcher, the media came out and said that he was an astute learner. He just loved learning about history. And we all know the guy had blood on his hands. He'd killed Americans. So the same thing with Hamas. Oh, they're the resistance. And they, they just want, they, they're just trying to liberate Palestine. Well, that's kind of hard to believe when everything was peaceful. And then they came in and butchered people, killed them. 
And you want to say that they're liberators, you want to say that they're the resistance when no one was bothering them, when Israelis could have gone in and just started slaughtering them when they joined or co-opted the government in Palestine in 2005, after Israel gave them Gaza and say, hey, you take it, we'll supply you with food, water, and electricity, just leave us alone. Now, if Israel was so bad, they would have said, oh, no, you guys are going to take over the government. We're going to go to war right now. But they didn't do it. They were practicing restraint. And now that they've tried to kill them and just to exterminate them, they're like, we're, not, we're going to fight for survival. And anyone who doesn't agree with that, who says, nope, I'm not going to say anything. I'm going to let this happen. You're the problem. You're the anti-Semite. You're the bigot. And you're dangerous. You're a threat to society. And what I would hope would happen, Andrew, is that during these protests, the FBI would go out and question a lot of these people because I would, wouldn't at all be surprised if some of the people that are there are terrorist sleeping cells waiting to attack. That is the nightmare of America, Andrew. Yeah, you said it, Rob. It's scary times out there with uh, Joe Biden as president of the United States. Hopefully, we've only got about another year and two months of this left. Uh, if there's more than that, God help us all. Who knows? what direction this country will be headed after four more years of Joe Biden. But we're all out of time tonight. Thank you all for joining us on After Dark with Robin Andrew, which is available on America Out Loud's iHeart cha Radio's channel, along with streaming on Spotify, Pandora, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, wherever you stream, or go to AmericaOutloud.news. We'll see you guys next time. And remember, stand for something or fall for nothing.